0: Get your yeah on it! Give me a yeah!
1: Yeah! (laughs) That that one was just for you.
0: Oh shit, so now I'm the only one going yeah on the audio? Yeah. I'm like that cicada that goes, ah yeah?
2: Yeah, I set you up to be weird.
0: (laughs) Anyways, it's time for another weird intro before a guest episode. You're listening to Kicking and Screaming. I'm one of your co-hosts, Vanessa Guerrero.
2: I'm your other co-host, Elijah Taylor. And what you may not know is that before each (laughs) intro, I do a bunch of weird shit. To, to get Vanessa real weird, and then once we start recording, I'm like, Vanessa, please. We have an intro to record. Yeah, Maintain he's... Maintain your composure.
0: He's setting you up to make me look deranged. Yeah. Uh, but in this situality... Situality? So, yeah, situation, see, he's the Andy Kaufman.
2: What, what she doesn't realize is that all day I've been subtly working the word situality in a conversation. <laughs> just planting that seed.
0: You're just a weird mentalist. Yeah. So... uh. <laughs> We're having a chill night. We've we've mostly just stayed in and ordered in because we're celebrating a spot of good news.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, I got a I got a job fucking finally. I've yeah. had like a million gigs since, but like right, a no, steady had, thing.
2: You've had a lot of gigs. Like you've consistently had gigs. Yeah. This is like a job.
0: This is like we get insurance. Yeah, this is
2: like a health insurance kind of job. Because you
0: and I are cars held together by tuck, da- tuck tape. Duct tape and chewing gum. Yes, I had an edible. I'm sorry. I promised I wouldn't do this again. But here I am. But it's not as bad as last time. I was like hours ago.
2: Last time was like a, a lot of edible and then also some sleep. <laughs> sleep. And
0: also it hit as we started recording. Yeah, that was great. Um, this was several hours, a nap and a steak later. Um, it was a steak because this is a job with insurance. And you and I finally get to see a doctor. I swear to God, if this cat Ralph's behind me right now, all right, she didn't. Um, we we will eventually release the audio, but the very first time Elijah and I tried to do kicking and screaming, literally the very first time, we hit record. I said, "Hey, you're listening to kicking and screaming." Except I came on like a little strong, and I think it like made Elijah flinch. Um, and right as we were like giggling about it, Kyle, my cat, who's a very old cat, uh, who's like starting to get to the age where she's just kind of leaking all the time. Uh, proceeded to have diarrhea. And then throw up under the bed all at once.
2: <laughs> and it was all audible. Like each one made a separate grotesque sound.
0: And I kept trying to truck past it, but Elijah was dying. And I was like, let's just do the intro. Let's just do the intro. And right as I was like pushing for it, she ran into the bed to keep throwing up where it was now unreachable. Oh. And we had to stop. And so we have a minute of audio in the kicking and screaming vault of Elijah begging me to stop while our cat spews from every end in the background
2: and I I didn't know how sensitive the microphones were so like the moment she hit record there was just a cacophony of horrifying sounds and I was like we have to stop we can't record this
0: and like you can't actually hear her no, having no. diarrhea on it you could just hear Elijah melting down over the diarrhea
2: yeah it was good though because I, I was uh, really nervous about recording. Uh, my dumb voice, and I was like very, very tense, and in my head, and I was like, "Oh man, this this first recording is gonna be so bad." And then the the first recording was just a cat shitting and barfing. <laughs> and I was like, "Well, it can only get better from there."
0: And it did, kind
2: of. I think we're uh, it's. I think you know, we did better. Down, but like, <laughs> there
0: there was the time that again I had an edible on air, and then uh turn into glue
2: there, there have been moments where i've said something and then felt like ah, oh, that was a real cat barf of a sentence
0: <laughs> man i've had a lot of cat barf sentences on this show but i'm keeping them yeah uh and yeah we have exciting stuff planned down the pipeline that <laughs> isn't just a special release of uh cat vomit um we're looking into like starting to do some videos uh, we have one coming up for Thanksgiving where we're going to basically do like a fun little list of recommendations for uh, Thanksgiving horror martial arts movies that you can either watch if you're like spending it alone, um, you know, if you're deciding to quarantine and you're alone and, you know, you can just get kind of gory and weird or ridiculous for it uh, or if you're, you know, spending it with a family that you've like quarantined with or whatever. Um, and, you know, you have to pick something a little bit more family-friendly. We'll have something in either option as well. And, uh, some really fun collaborations coming up, because, like, hopefully by January we're going to start doing a lot more video stuff, too, and just bringing you stuff from creators that we really, really love, because we just want to make a space for our friends to talk about how much they love these two genres. Hell yeah. (laughs) You look so happy. Yeah, I just, like,
2: I kept almost, uh, chiming in, but, like, you just... You had it. You nailed it. <laughs> I kept wanting to be like, yeah, and we want to work with other artists who, nah, she, she's getting there.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, you and I have been talking about it more, and we just, we like being a space to where you can either be someone that's, like, loved this for a really long time, or if you're just getting into it, getting into, you know, either of these genres and you're new to it, Uh, we want to be, like, you know, the... F- The fun older sibling that's just like, hey, you want to see a movie that's going to make you have nightmares for like a week? (laughs) (laughs) That sounded more fun in my head. It is, I swear. It's a dynamic that I love and we want to be that for you. (laughs) We
2: want to be the the older brother who gives you nightmares. (laughs) I don't know that I agree with that thesis, but... Oh,
0: you didn't have someone that showed you what you thought was like a real thing but was found footage as a child?
2: Oh, I, I like you they presented it as, like, oh, this really happened. I was
0: told Blair Witch was real. Oh, yeah,
2: no, the whole world was. That was how they marketed Blair Witch. I know,
0: but I was told that, like, ten years after.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So I wasn't
0: on track yet.
2: Do you you remember how effective Blair Witch was, like, one time in that one moment in history when it was, like, first released, and, like, you know, we I, we at least at the time didn't have like internet in our home and yeah. so you know we only had like commercials that were like yeah these kids went in the woods and then we found their videotape it's fucked up yeah we were like those be...
0: woods people died
2: yeah they're like we shouldn't even be showing you this it's, it's fucked up and we're like we're gonna watch it I guess and we watched it and we're like oh my god there's and, a you know. resurgence
0: of that with a different movie that's much worse than Megan is Missing I mean I just said the name <laughs> <laughs> Um,
2: There's that that one edible from hours ago. There's that one
0: edible from hours ago. No. um, I think Blair Witch is still pretty great, even if you don't have, like, the those kids died effect of
2: it. I... Mm. No, I I feel like... uh, I I say this having not actually rewatched it in a long time, but uh, I feel like the last time that I saw it, uh, I I was disappointed that I, I felt like it didn't age as well as I had hoped, because... Like it was so. It, it's it's one of those things where it's an instance of something being like such a such a pioneering thing that uh, it inspires so much other work. Uh, sometimes it is like a direct imitator, and sometimes it's just like, oh, you've you know opened this door to this medium that I didn't realize like I should be playing in. Uh, but uh, you know, it, it inspired so much found footage stuff in like similar veins that I kind of felt like. Blair Witch had ultimately, like, been done better in the years since. Or, like, mm-hmm. You know, not exactly Blair Witch, but, like, going back and rewatching it after having watched, like, tons of other found footage horror in the intervening years, I was kind of like, ah, this is not as good as I remember, but, uh, you know, maybe, maybe I need to give it another watch. I say
0: give it another watch, because as you get older, knowing that just, like, a very confident friend can ruin your entire life, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's different. It's where true. it's like I'm sure it's in this direction, and then you're just kind of like, well, that was a whole year of my life. Um, <laughs> don't know where my brain just went, um, but no, there's been a resurgence of it with like the TikTok generation um, finding a movie called Megan is Missing yeah. and uh, thinking that it's you know like it's real because it's found footage and oh, it's like really that's, that's like funny. they I don't fully
2: know, like TikTok like got into it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that like you know Gen Z has like rediscovered it, and they think it's real. And that's actually why the search term that comes up first is, is Megan is missing real. Um, which is insane to me that it's like suddenly gotten popular. Cause when I was a teenager, it was just like an extremely exploitative horror movie that, um, a friend of mine who I like friend of mine in terms of like the internet terms of like, we only know each other on the internet, but Trace Thurman, um, who has a, a, great podcast as well. Um, and is a very funny, like voice in queer horror, Uh, stated that the reason why it still has impact is because like the 98% of the first part of the movie is so poorly done and just like mediocre and middling that when it suddenly becomes brutal at the end, it's a hard left turn. Um, and, and that's why it has that impact where like it it, it, it suddenly betrays the tone, um, and it's one of those things where it's like definitely wasn't intended, but like by accident, becomes something horrific.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and it was like of that area, that era of like Serbian film, and um, you know, uh, Human Centipede, where it was, you know, like that specific era of horror. But I I feel like it makes sense that Megan is missing is popular again, especially like. With, with this generation, but I remember watching it at a sleepover with my best friend, and this is how long she and I have been friends. Um, uh, she just had a baby, and I just got married, and we've known each other since, like, we were missing teeth. Um, not because we got into a fight, but because we were children. <laughs> uh, and we watched it together, and uh, after it finished, and the reveal of just, like, you know, the two yeah, of them being, like, yeah. buried together happened, uh, she and I went down to my kitchen and made a plan for, like, what would happen if one of us got kidnapped. And then my little brother got home and had been sneaking in and he like walked into the kitchen and, uh, he truly could not have walked into the kitchen at a worse time after like two teenage girls had just watched this horror movie for the first time because he walked in and I turned around and yanked a cleaver out of the knife block. It was just like ready to go. And I was just like, ah, and everyone screamed. Uh, so that, that's my memory. She did just just so he knows where it's just like you don't walk up on two teenage girls who are making a game plan. She was like if somebody takes you I'll hit him with a brick and I'm like do you just do you have a
2: brick? <laughs> just like don't worry I'll have a brick. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, yeah I haven't seen Megan is Missing uh, I mean in years and years but yeah it was definitely uh, a film that I remember being sold to me uh, I think by Joe. Uh, my, my brother hopefully will have him as a guest on the podcast he's he did uh, our art. Yeah, he did the, the illustration that is our logo. Uh, he's, uh, my older brother is, uh, he's an in- incredible artist, uh, also a better fighter than me. Uh,
0: Elijah met him because he lied about karate. Yeah. Uh,
2: and I have a long history of lying about karate and then getting my nose broken. Uh, so that was, that was the first time. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, he is a rad dude, uh, very into horror, hopefully we'll have him on at some point, but I remember him, uh, yeah, telling me about Megan is Missing and basically just being like, yeah, you kind of just watch it for, like, the final scene, but I think it's worth watching for the final scene, and I, I agree with that. Like, it's like
0: when you watch Faces of Death in a garage.
2: You know, I've actually avoided Faces of Death my entire life because, uh, worth it. yeah, you know, when, when I was young, I was, uh, told, like, oh, yeah, it's all just real videos of people dying. And, of course, I've, like, heard in the years since that, like, a lot of it's fake. But uh, that was just never appealing to me. It like, was never
0: to me either. It was always know. appealing to the dudes that I wanted to, like, eventually give me a UTI. Oh. Like, <laughs> skateboarders in California are disgusting, honey. Yeah, i well, true. I've, I'm, I'm in a much better place in my <laughs> life. in uh, a much better taste in what I find, like, scary and punchy.
2: Yeah, agreed. No, I uh, I remember like my older cousins being very into the faces <coughs> of death shit and being like, "Whoa, we found a bootleg copy! It's so gnarly! You gotta watch it!" And I, that's what all my older cousins sound like, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it just was never appealing to me. Uh, in a similar like uh, on a similar like found footage note, though, uh, there's a film called a uh, Sandman, uh, but it's spelled with the ep- the ampersand, so it's like a- snm Man, basically. Like, and Sandman. Yes, <laughs> it's ampersand and Sandman. <laughs> no, it's,
0: uh, S ampersand man.
2: That's S ampersand M A N S and M man. Basically, or Sandman. Uh, but it's found footage, and uh, I I think it's like a, a brilliant uh, sort of like low budget movie that uh, I think is hugely underrated for how effective uh, it it was for me, like in terms of being mm-hmm. really unsettling. Uh, it's basically a documentary about like low budget underground horror and like uh these specifically just like really graphic uh practical effects kind of violence uh movies that all like you know go direct to video and are like kind of traded at conventions and stuff but they're pretty much all just like gross out like hardcore violent splatter flicks uh not a lot of narrative but a lot of just like torture porn and stuff Uh, And it's a documentary about, like, those filmmakers, those types of films, and, like, you know, why they're appealing, why people Mm. make them, who these people are. And uh, really smartly, I think, it uses, like, actual filmmakers and actual films and, like, is a legitimate, like, documentary and look into that world. But then, like, one of the guys that it's, like, interviewing alongside all of these other real filmmakers, as it goes on and is, like, following these different filmmakers it gradually unravels that this dude is like actually making real snuff films. That's horrifying. It's so good and he like the dude plays it so well. He's the most like uh like kind of non-threatening dude and when he's talking about it he's very you know like yeah man, I don't know. I just I just like thinking about this stuff. Like the other day I was thinking about like what if you like put a zip tie on someone's neck and you just pulled it really tight cuz you can't get those off unless you have like a special tool. And, like, it would just be on there, and they'd still be, like, conscious for a while, but they just, you know, they wouldn't be able to stop it, and they'd just die. And he's like, I just think about stuff like that, and I don't know. And, like,
0: Filmmaker Terminal, oh my god. and then he, like,
2: goes and does it, and he's like, no, no, she was an actor. And, like, the documentarian is following him, and he's like, no, like, we do it like this so it's candid, and it feels more raw, but, like, we discuss it beforehand, and then it, like, gradually unravels That like, no, he's making snuff films and distributing them. Uh, And I...
0: That's amazing. Yeah,
2: and, like, I, I... loved that film, and it was super effective for me because I feel like as someone who was, like, you know, when I was younger, seeking out really, like, hardcore horror shit, I was always, like, really afraid of that idea of, like, accidentally finding something real, you know? Like, I never want that, but...
0: No, I, I... Being a child of, like, the Snopes era, I was obsessed with, like, the idea of, like, stumbling on something. And I'm, like, much bigger of a wiener now than I used to be because I think as I become an, as, as an adult, I, like, feel more somehow. Um, but, like, when I was a kid, that was so extremely my jam. And, like, I'm kind of happy we were talking about, like, the the terror that, like, goes into, like, the, the upsetting because um, it's a great transition for the horror movie that's in our episode today. Um, because I have to say, this is probably, like, the most tense and scary one we've had so far. We haven't, like, been a, uh, a podcast for that long, and there will be, like, other tense and scary horror movies, um, but of our, like, lineup so far, I want to say, like, I love Cheap Thrills, of course, but, like, um, it, in terms of just something that's so deeply psychological, uh, I want to say, uh, Better Watch Out is this one, and our guest, Really knocked it out of the park with a pick.
2: Yeah. No, I agree. I think it's uh, definitely, like, uh, maybe I, I would place it in, like, the top three of, uh, like, legitimately unsettling horror that we've had. I'd put it up there with, like, Head and, uh, yeah, Cheap Thrills, which you mentioned. I think, like, those three are probably the most, like, intense ones that we've had. Because, yeah, I think, I think people tend to, like, want to choose more fun ones, which yeah. I'm, like, obviously super into. Like, I love fun and camp. Uh, and this one is a really fun film, but it also is just genuinely upsetting because it feels, like, too real at
0: times.
2: Yeah. It feels very much like this it's kid could It's skin-crawly. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I was, I was really stoked about our guest, who uh, you, you brought in. She was a friend of yours. Yeah,
0: Zena a... real queen of horror. Yeah. Um, I worked with her when I uh, brought her on to uh, El Rey's mm-hmm. Top 5 because Sabina was like, she's amazing, you have to work with her. And I did, and I fell in love with her immediately. Um, this was an exciting episode too, uh, because you got to show someone that they like Kung Fu.
2: Yes. No, in, in this way with, with apologies to every other guest, uh, she has immediately become my favorite guest. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, I, I just, uh, I kind of live for the moment when you like recommend a super like weird Shaw Brothers film to someone and they watch it and they're like, this is my shit. And that happened in this episode. Spoilers. She yeah. liked the movie. <laughs> and it was uh, the most rewarding thing. In yeah, the world. Elijah air punched. That's all I ever hope for from this podcast is that someone watches House of Traps or Master of the Flying Guillotine and they're like, that was sick. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's what I want.
0: And I've been getting a lot of that too. So uh, we're going to get to our comments real quick, especially yeah. if you're tuning in to listen to our guest. But uh, just want to shout out the people that show us love because we love them uh so first up we have monstrous savage <coughs> i'm keeping the sneeze in <coughs> uh, at mrs savage uh bitch but instead of an i it's an x which is very cool there's no sneeze in it though uh shit this podcast was made for me follows hell yeah we hope you've been listening and enjoying thus far um our next one is from joshua messenger uh at desdaro okay i'm just gonna spell it Desiderium Rex. All right. Now that I think about it, Jackie Chan's "Who Am I" would have paired great with the guest. But I'm always looking for any excuse for people to watch this surprisingly difficult to find Jackie Chan gem. Uh, you have seen "Who Am I"?
2: Well, of course, yeah. yeah right. Uh, I just realized I haven't. Oh, you're the you're the Jackie Chan dog. I know. You're the Chan dog. It's uh that one in Wheels you're on Meals Man. still need to watch. Which is so fucking egregious. Like
0: okay, I'm the biggest Wachowski sisters fan, and I watched The Matrix last year.
2: I know. I just the, there's something about like I me being like like yeah, I like Jackie Chan, but I feel like I don't like love him in the way that you do. And Wheels on Meals is like one of my favorite. Movies I know. Of all I time. always hear it's one of his best. It's, we're gonna like, watch it. I not swear. Just like one of his best. It's just one of my favorite martial arts oh, movies. Oh shit. It's so fucking good. All right, fine. We're gonna the last fight with Benny the Jet. uh... But no, also, Rodriguez? Yes. That's right. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, I feel like
0: you're making fun of me and I, I can't tell.
2: <laughs> His name is not Rodriguez. Um, no, but uh, that comment, I believe I replied to it on Twitter as well, but, like, Who Am I is a super good poll for that, especially because it actually has the, like, like government agent type shit to it. Uh, so I, I haven't watched Who Am I in years, and most of what I remember is, like, uh, like, a couple of stunts, there's, like, the slide on the side of the building, and then the, uh, that last fight on the rooftop, which fucking rules, and they, like, kick each other's kicks, and it's one of my favorite bits of, like, physical comedy in, in a fight scene, um, but yeah, I immediately was like, damn, I need to rewatch that, and also re-watch The Guest, which, you know, we just watched not that long ago, but I'm like, no, I want to double feature those, because it might actually be the better pairing and I might have to like like go on record as being like we were wrong this is the Canon pairing
0: <laughs> man let's 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 do that and then follow back and then uh, Ian McAndrew at a story in the end another great episode the crow was one of my first movies me and my sister really bonded on and still to this day that soundtrack was so iconic as well to pair it with Ricky O uh, was fantastic and damn it I want a chili cheese dog with extra eyeballs of course hell yeah. Uh, we also, love it when you enjoy our pairings for food because they're mostly grass.
2: <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, Ian McAndrew, I believe uh, you had ordered a, a jacket from Laser Party, a Halloween varsity jacket
0: from um, Elijah's uh, uh, other project.
2: That that is my side hustle. That is uh, Laser Party is me. Uh, it's my my brother, uh, aforementioned illustrator, does the artwork. I do all the printing and shipping uh so that's, matthew tarian yeah matthew tarian who's uh, another illustrator there who's incredible and uh, is basically family as well uh but yeah laser party my little side hustle we make little uh horror t-shirts and stuff so if you guys like horror merch check it out but specifically uh ian McAndrew, i believe you ordered a jacket and so i threw in a bonus kicking and screaming podcast t-shirt which is not an official piece of merchandise that we make. It's the only one that exists.
0: You have the only yeah, one.
2: Right now, you have the only one. So uh, let us know if that arrived safe and sound. And hopefully that was you and not just a different person named Ian McAndrew that ordered. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if so, also, they got a bonus shirt. <laughs>
0: if you want a kicking and screaming shirt, just tell us. Cause...
2: Yeah, they're not like a thing that's for sale, but if you want one, uh, let me know.
0: We'll just make it happen. We like you.
2: I I think it looks cool on a t-shirt.
0: And then our final comment is from our number one kicking and scream fiend at Lowbrow.
2: Lowbrow, we love you!
0: We love you! And it is at kick, scream, pod in a nutshell. Vanessa, once again our chemistry is good because we swap fluids. Elijah, my grandma, listens to this. And now we get to have that quote on two episodes.
2: And it's, It's weird that I can't disagree that that's like the dynamic that we've cultivated—that is a podcast in a nutshell. Because I feel like it pains me as the like the prude of the podcast. That's like Vanessa, settle down. And I like I wish that that wasn't me, but I think it is. I think that's <laughs> my role. <laughs> uh, also, I would encourage everyone to follow Lowbrow on Twitter. Uh, for my money, all all of his tweets are vastly underrated.
0: Oh vastly underrated gems uh and now let's get into our deeply not underrated uh or overrated or rated it's just great i fumbled that ball but i'm keeping it in because i'm proud of me i liked it (laughs) it's an excellent episode i'm really happy with it please enjoy our episode now with I am one of your
2: hosts, Vanessa Guerrero. I'm your other host, Elijah Taylor.
0: He's the uh, kicking in the kicking and screaming. And today we have a guest I have been thrilled to bring on. Uh, She's been with me on El Rey's Top 5. She has an incredible YouTube channel because she is indeed the real queen of horror. I swear to God. Go to her for any horror information, top to bottom. The girl does her research. It is Xena, real queen of horror.
3: Oh my gosh! Hi, Yay! that intro! <laughs> thank you, thank you,
0: <laughs> thank you for being here. Of course,
3: thank you guys for having me. I meant to tell you, I love the name of your show, it oh just my God. It fits, it's perfect. Thank, thank you. you so much. I, the
2: name is. I I think the name is maybe the best part. It's like you get the name and you're like, "Oh, that's perfect!" And then you listen and it's like a little. Give more credit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. It was a hundred percent. As soon as we came up with the name, we're like, "Oh God, now we got to make the podcast fit." Uh, I love it, and I'm actually really excited because lately we've had a lot of guests bring the kicking. And they're double features, and we've we've been wanting some more guests to bring the screaming. Yeah. uh, Which you are perfect for. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you decided to go with for your pick for the horror movie.
3: So I decided to go with the psychological comedy horror. Better Watch Out from
0: 2016. So... I am so thankful that you picked this because I hadn't seen it yet. And for some reason, I don't know why, maybe it was just a case of like the advertising around it at the time. But I had just written it off. I, I, I had just written it off completely. When it came to like horror Christmas movies, I was just like, oh, I've got my little stable. And I like <laughs> didn't, I, I didn't uh, have the urge to. Nobody had recommended it to me since. And I
3: loved it. Yes. So why did you pick it? So like you, um, I remember seeing the advertisement and I was just like, oh, another Christmas horror movie, which I mm-hmm. love Christmas movies. I love horror movies. And I'm like, OK, well, maybe I'll watch it. Maybe I won't. You know, it was just kind of like I was waiting for the perfect time because I believe when it was released, even though it was made in 2016, it was released, mm-hmm. I think, in 2017. And I watched wow. it. I want to say like in October, which was like, obviously, like what? Christmas and I told you know so then yeah. I checked it out and honestly I was really surprised by it um the actress the leading actress who plays the babysitter she was also in the visitor as well as mm-hmm. the boy who she was babysitting his friend was in um the visit the visit not the visitor um oh, the visit.
2: I don't. I don't know if I know the visit. What's the visit?
3: Um, Okay. Well, I'm probably gonna butcher his name. M. Night Shyamalan.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Sh- 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 oh, so the
3: one about the uh, visiting their grandparents. Yes, yes oh, those are the I remember days. that yeah. one.
2: You, scary old people. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the trailers
3: for Ooh, it. that yeah. movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I like that movie, but yeah. So it's just like when I saw that they were gonna be in another horror movie together, I was like, okay, well, let me check it out. You go in, you think you know what it's going to be about, you think you know what's mm-hmm. going to happen, and it completely just goes left field. And I personally find, like, yes, it's a it's a horror movie, but I always thought that it's just more disturbing than anything. Yeah. Like. Yeah, which
2: I, yeah, I think you you introduced it as like a like a psychological horror, which like yeah, I I totally agree with. It's like really just upsetting on a yes. on a psychological level. Uh, it also uh, so I I had seen it uh, in in twenty sixteen at a Fantastic Fest, which I think was uh, either maybe like the world premiere or mm-hmm. just like the North American premiere. Right. Uh, but at the time, it was uh, still titled uh, Safe Neighborhood, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I I liked that that title because uh like you know i I get why they changed it Mm because it's like kind of an awkward title and doesn't really tell you much about it right like just reading it uh and of course like better watch out it's like oh christmas horror (laughs) but uh i i like that title because there's you know the the line where he says it where he's like oh we've never needed a security system it's a really safe neighborhood and i feel like that that phrase of like you know privileged white kid living in like a safe neighborhood and like that's the scariest thing is that kid in that neighborhood you know like that's the fear
0: i honest to god like didn't expect it to be as like psychologically disturbing as it was because again the way it was promoted the way it was titled the way it was sold at the beginning um i was so ready for it to be like a direct home alone like parody like i was expecting it to be all hijinks uh a lot a lot with a little bit more, like, levity to it, to where right. it was more mm-hmm. like, all right, what if, like, Home Alone is real? So that's how I came in when it was sold. And the tonal shift is so immediate and so dramatic mm-hmm. that it really legitimately caught me off guard. Right. Like, as soon as he, like, hit her in the face, I was just like, oh, God, what movie am I yeah. in? Yeah.
3: Same. And it was just kind of like, okay, like, when, when all those crazy stuff was happening Um, Mm -hmm. and she's hearing these things. She's getting the phone calls and I'm like, Oh my gosh, we know where there's where this is going. But like you said, when he like hits her, she tumbles down the stairs and it's just, okay, this is just getting a little bit out of hand. But that to me at first, you know, while you're watching it, that's like the height and you're like, okay, it can't get any worse, but it does. (laughs) It does.
0: Oh my God. Every time I told myself it can't get worse, it really did.
2: (laughs) I, I guess also we should say, uh, this is one that's uh, best viewed the less you know about it. Absolutely. So, like, if you if you plan on watching it and haven't watched it yet, you should pause Dug this the, and, and go. Watch the startles it right now. are worth
1: it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's
2: very good. Uh, but no, I I almost wonder if that's uh, part of why it feels sort of overlooked because mm-hmm. it. Really seems like one that should be in the kind of like canon of, of Christmas horror. Right. You know, like we all like watch Black Christmas around Christmas, and like there are like those few, I think even like, you know, some of the Krampus movies that mm-hmm. people are like, oh yeah, throw that on around Christmas. But like, uh, as far as like the, the big Christmas horror movies, I don't hear people talk about Better Watch Out that much. Mm-hmm. And I, I almost feel like it's because. Like when you're recommending it, you don't want to give it away, so right, you're yeah. like, "I'm not gonna tell you much about it, but you should watch it." And it's like it's a, it's hard to sell a movie that way. that's yeah. like uh, just just watch it. It's don't, true. It's don't true. look anything up. Yeah, and
3: I think know oh, 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 I was gonna say, and just kind of you know bouncing off of what you said, Elijah. It's kind of like please don't watch the trailer. <laughs> just right. don't watch the trailer, and it, and I feel like that's that's a good thing when like whenever someone mm-hmm. tells me that, for me, it's like I like that mystery, you know. And, yeah, and not yeah. even hearing about the synopsis. The synops- I think the synopsis is fine, but, you know, kind of like what you said, the less you know, the better.
0: Yeah, because, like, the thing about the trailers, the synopsis, and honestly, like, the first 15 minutes of the movie is why it's brilliant, but also why it's a hard sell. It leans into horror tropes so well and it like leans into what you expect out of horror so purposefully to like lure you into like a safe little cozy haven of like I know what the next thing is I know it's probably the boyfriend they keep talking about how he's like overly attached and it like really makes you think you know exactly what's going on Mm -hmm. to where you write it off as predictable and right as soon as you're like, all right, this is a predictable movie. It subverts that, but it like needs you to hang on Mm -hmm. for it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. And I feel like you were like, not necessarily like tuning out, but you're like, Oh yeah. I see the guy in the background. I was like calling stuff out. I was like, look at the phone. And then like, she goes down the stairs and you're like, Hmm. Right, <laughs> like you just saw me yeah. yeah. laser <laughs>
3: And I don't, I don't know if you guys ever checked out this thriller movie. Um, it's not a favorite of mine, but I know some people who really like it. This thriller movie mm-hmm. from the nineties called The Babysitter. Uh, Alicia Silverstone. Oh, yeah, she's. I in remember it. that one. So I thought that they were going to set it up like that. And I was thinking, okay, mm-hmm. it's probably going to be the father. He's probably going to come back there. Because, you know, with the compliments, right. like, settle down, sir. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the He's parents were, like, fighting enough, thick. too, to I'm like, something's happening. Yeah.
2: And also, like, it's uh, it's Patrick Warburton as the father. And it's one of those guys that's like, okay, if you cast him, you're probably going to use him more. So mm-hmm. it, it almost does feel like a red herring mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, he'll probably show up later. Cause, like, I that's... was
0: convinced he was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I the performance in this were also so much more remarkable than I initially thought to where like again I wrote it off a little bit at the beginning to where I was like oh he's extremely 12 years old uh and (laughs) it it very much like did to me what was happening to Ashley the whole time where it was like I had some very set expectations about like the dynamic between these two kids and so like when the initial like quote unquote fuck up happens of them faking the break in I thought that was like the height of what they were capable right. of oh these like pretty smart kids staged a break in you know that's that's fucked up how is this going to escalate what mistake is going to happen who are they going to accidentally kill because mm-hmm. I, I didn't think that there'd be intent behind it and then the actor that portrays this 12 year old switches from like bumbling over dramatic 12 year old to like Maybe one of the most evil people yeah. I've ever seen on screen. <laughs> within like the flip of a
3: switch, it's just gross. I know that's like maybe yeah. that's maybe that's the, the that's wrong the right word, word but it is. You just feel icky about him because he's a yes. kid, and you want him because you know I thought he was cute and stuff, and you know him trying to impress her. But even with You're that, rooting for him, yeah. But even with that, it's kind of like this is why you know the babysitter don't play into that stuff don't even say oh I would date you mm-hmm. no I'm your babysitter mm-hmm. you know so and then he was ill like he just had the world tricked he had his parents tricked his best friend mm-hmm. like it's just it was just all around like probably one of the most disturbing movies I've ever seen but I love it and, and, so I loved it
2: no and uh this was so this was my second time watching it uh which even even me it should be something that's in my like holiday like rewatch. and Mm -hmm. i just i i don't know why it isn't i i gotta put it in there now uh but yeah this was my my second time watching it and the entire like first act because i remember seeing it the first time and being like oh this kid he's so (laughs) awkward but like yeah, like not even necessarily rooting for him. For me, it was like, oh god, I feel like I can remember being that age and acting mm-hmm. like this kid, and it's so terrible, you know. And then, like, at, you know, obviously as it goes on, you're like, oh no, he's <laughs> he's a psychopath. Yeah. Like he's entitled to the point of like, yeah, psychopathy. But rewatching it, that whole first act, like the performance is so good because I don't even see him now as like, oh, like charming awkward kid or whatever. Mm-hmm. Watching it a second time, it all feels sinister the whole time. I'm like, oh, you little fucking creep. <laughs> like, get, get away from him, he's creepy. <laughs> like, You can just, like, really see it, like, planting the seeds. So yeah. that Yeah, even just, like, on a rewatch, you're like, no. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's one of those where I... There's certain movies that, you know, once the, the twist is revealed, once the surprise is revealed, and then you watch it again, you don't really have, like, that enjoyability with it. But I feel like the performance in this is so truly sinister that a rewatch just lets you keep dissecting those moments Mm -hmm. like every time his voice broke and reminded you that he was a child it sent straight up like chills up my spine where i was just like oh he is going through puberty and he is capable of like true evil oh
3: my god i felt exactly the same way like Mm -hmm. at first i was just like annoyed but that's what adds to the movie and he Mm -hmm. was just so whiny you know especially like he he wants his way and it's like he's just so entitled. What happened? Like I I don't really feel like we can even blame the parents, you know, because yeah. there's just something else deeper going on that I don't even know if therapy could help him because he's just so far gone. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like, I remember, we, I've been joking about this recently, because, like, it's that season, so I've, like, talked about Halloween a bunch, and I always, like, make fun of the way Dr. Loomis, like, immediately writes off Michael Myers as pure evil, because, like, <laughs> a lot of the symptoms that, that, like, that he showed before he was even, like, an adult could have just been, like, this is just a child with, like, a lot of issues, so I was just like, I don't know about pure evil, Loomis, but I feel like this is one where you can pretty pretty confidently declare it and I'd be like you know what you're right doc that, that yep. kid is
2: pure evil like it's
0: pure, that kid's pure <laughs> fucking evil and it
2: it definitely like they they add on to it in layers as it as it like escalates or progresses uh you know and I I feel like you described like having these kind of realizations at the same time as the the babysitter does uh at the same time as Ashley does which is really great pacing because yeah as the viewer you keep like oh no oh it's so much worse this is going to end badly mm-hmm. uh but like it the layers that they add to it, it goes from being like, oh, he's this entitled kid. And, the, you know, there's a moment where she kind of blows up at him and she tells him, like, you need therapy after, you know, they fake the break-in. Mm-hmm. And his reaction to that, like, hitting her almost feels like, okay, like, yeah, this escalated because he's an emotional kid, he's hormonal, and, you know, she said this to him, he couldn't take, like, hearing this mm-hmm. from this girl that he liked. And, you know, he, he lashed out in a really, like, horrifying and like indefensible way but you're like okay he like lashed out and he's trying to figure out what to do next right but as it goes on it's like oh he took her phone in the very beginning and like swapped it out for his phone texted her boyfriend to come over it's like he's been planning this the entire time like he He was never right over his head no he acquired roofies like for this night he like he had every step of it planned and knew exactly what he was going to do and so, like as as that progresses, you're like, oh no, this is not like a child who is entitled and made a mistake. Like, this is a child who is entitled and also like a young Jeffrey Dahmer. Mm-hmm. Like this this is a kid who is a budding serial killer he and is. like
3: and a good one. Yeah. yeah. And it's isn't that like creepy that he planned it? Everything was yeah. planned. So it's like, oh well, if she does this, and we'll have like that's what's gross about it. Like it's just it's truly like. Like, and, and then, okay, I don't want to jump ahead, but even how it ends, it just kind of left me wanting more. What happens to mm-hmm. him, you know?
2: Right, right.
0: It's, the ending was, I don't know if they did this on purpose, but it felt so Ferris Bueller in a way that, like, turned my stomach. Where it was so, like, Ferris quickly, like, putting on the sound of snoring and, like, getting the apart uh, getting the house ready for when his parents came home. Like, it's, like, stuff that I'm used to and like, 80s movies Mm -hmm. where it's like a wacky guy to where the way this handled this character and the way they like would make callbacks to like you know the john hughes era of like oh this like uh this 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 guy who like can get away with anything it kept making me rethink
2: those characters and
0: being like do i hate them is ferris bueller a shithead
2: ferris bueller is a shithead (laughs) (laughs) canonically ferris bueller is a shithead (laughs) He is he is terrible to his friends and i think just like one one rejection like one really severe in his face rejection is all it would take to push Ferris Bueller mm-hmm. to being the kid from Better Watch. Out. Yeah. <laughs> but no you're right like that that ending like kind of montage of him like staging all of the crime scenes and like fingerprinting mm-hmm. all the weapons and then he's brushing his teeth and he's like oh the hole in his cheek and sprints and to dancing. you know. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Dancing. yeah,
2: he's dancing the whole time, which is very like Ferris Bueller.
0: <laughs> the dancing specifically where I was like, dancing gets used with horror killers a lot where it's just like, oh, they're like, uh, they're they're taking joy in this. And, you know, you, you saw it in uh, American Psycho mm-hmm. or Chainsaw Massacre. Like, the, it, it's something that's used to be jar- jarring. But I feel it more so with this kid for some reason because... If you, like, removed the murders, it still feel it feels like a Macaulay Culkin one-liner. Mm-hmm. It feels like something you'd see another child do. And the fact that they don't let him stay to adult uh, adds to that, like, discomfort right. in all of these scenes.
3: And yeah. something I, like, really like about him is that, okay, quote-unquote, he looks like a good boy, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's not... He just seemed like a regular kid, you know, and, and I, found yeah. it, I found that disturbing because in a way too, like I know you said you, I know you said Ferris, but in a way he kind of reminds me of Christian Slater's character from Heathers, uh, right? Oh, because yeah.
1: he's yeah, like, yeah.
2: he's
3: headed down that path, except okay, his character would always be like the loner, you know, people would try to say stuff about people mm-hmm. right now, but this kid, he actually his house that he lives in his parents are attentive he has a best friend like he lives in a good neighborhood so again once again you just can't help but ask that question like what happened where did it all go wrong
2: well and i I feel like that's why it's so effective because that's like you know every every school shooting you know like every like terrible like every privileged white kid who commits an atrocity you know it's like that's what you see in the news afterwards is like Oh but they you know they come from a good family they had a, a good life i don't like what happened where did where did we go wrong right. and it just like it makes this entire movie feel so much more like
0: harder to dissect yeah mm-hmm. and just like
2: just so much more uh, just like feels like something that could happen you know cuz it's like when you are describing the beats of it that's like oh this this 12 year old like or, like ties up his babysitter and like her boyfriend and he's like staging all these crimes and he's like kind of a mastermind criminal mm-hmm. It's like when, like, on paper, it feels very, like, outlandish or unbelievable. It's like, hey, he's a 12-year-old. Right. But when you see it play out, it just feels so genuine, and it's like, oh, no, this is real. Like, this is this is a kid who could exist, Oof. and it's horrifying.
0: Yeah, and, like, especially his age also plays off of that idea of, like, oh, they're just boys. They're just little boys. Yeah. They're just little boys. They don't really know what they're doing, and it it kind of, like, forces you to, like, think about, like, when does that possessiveness start? Uh, and – except this is, like, someone that can, like, act on it. Mm-hmm. And, like, we've talked a lot about Jeremy specifically, but I do want to address how much I didn't realize I was going to love Ashley. mm mm-hmm. um, I – oh, you reached for Sorry. Because, like, Ashley is a character that initially, like I said, it's averted my expectations – I felt like could have just been any final girl, any babysitter right. um, from any type of situation. And then the initial break-in started, and I was like, oh, she's on, like, Laurie Strode levels of, like, I'm going to protect this child. Yeah. And I already loved her at that point, but, like, her survival instincts, I have never, like, hollered at a screen, like, I, I need this bitch to live yeah, yeah. <laughs> the way I did with Ashley.
3: And you know, that's, that's how I felt with her as well. Like the only thing I can say was with her saying Mm -hmm. that, that comment in the beginning, like, Oh, if you know, I was like your age, if I were your age, I would date you. Right. But she probably thought that was harmless trying to like boost up his little confidence. Mm -hmm. Obviously if she would have known, she would have never, she would have never even been there, (laughs) but it's like, I don't really feel like she did anything wrong, you know, Mm -hmm. other than just breathing. (laughs) You
2: know, no, same like i I do really appreciate that because I feel like especially if you're someone who I assume like all of us watches a lot of horror movies uh it's it's so easy to like, you know, fall into that thing of watching the character on screen, repeatedly make the wrong decision, mm-hmm. and just like, oh my god, like why did why did you just go further into the house mm-hmm. instead of leaving? like right. why didn't you call the police whatever and it it's so easy to like lose any sense of dread or tension because you're confident that if if it were you you would have been fine because you're like this was avoidable like i i would have handled this much differently but yeah i feel like every little confrontation you're like no she's she's doing her best like she's doing really well she got that piece of glass she's like waiting until the right moment like she's she's on top of it yeah she
0: doesn't make rash decisions she's so measured and that's So much more of it is why it's so worth it every time, like, she survives a little bit longer. So true. My God. Now, I do have a question for the two of you, because, like, I've always... I think one of the reasons why I, like, struggled with holiday horror is a lot of the times I feel like you could take the Christmas out of the movie and it still works on its own, Mm -hmm. so it doesn't, like, play... Like, Black Christmas is something completely different, because, you know... Especially like the way it's like shot through like Christmas lights, it, it very much like plays with the comfort mm-hmm. of the holidays. But I feel like sometimes Christmas horror, you could just take the holiday out and it's the same movie. Right? Um, would this movie worked if it was set any other time of year other than the holidays?
2: I think, I think so. I think that it could have just been like a night that he was being babysat. But like, I'm I'm trying to think. I don't know. Does the does the Christmas theme? like, intrinsically add to it? Uh...
3: I I agree with you. I feel like it could have been any night, but I do feel like the Christmas, mm-hmm. um, that it being around, like, Christmas time, that it adds to, yeah. it adds to, like, another layer because, you know, better watch out, good little boys and girls, and clearly he's naughty, you know? So, yeah. um,
1: right, right.
3: and seeing, like, like, the decorations and stuff, and I don't mm-hmm. know, because, again, just, okay, with Ashley, she really was trying to be, like, a good babysitter and, like, yeah. give him you know, confidence, but also discipline. And then his parents, they had no idea, like, that their son mm. is, is behaving this way. I I think, again, just seeing, like, the Christmas decorations and the fact that it's, like, snowing outside, it's cold. It, like, it just adds, like, another layer. Because it could have happened in, mm. in during the summertime or even around Halloween. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. That Christmas layer is, is comforting. It's, it's... Yeah.
2: I... I really like it aesthetically and yeah it is always fun to like kind of like subvert something that is supposed to be sort of like comfortable and joyous uh i i guess like you could maybe argue that there's uh an extra sort of layer of like this this privilege of this child that he's like you know it's it's around the holidays and he's like i've decided what i want right right yeah <laughs> <And, laughs> I'm getting it. Yeah. But uh, also, I, I guess, uh, probably because of the, the Home Alone aspect, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's like why why it's got to be a Christmas movie. Yeah. Because you, you get the, the paint can scene. Oh, my god!
0: Speaking gosh. of the paint can scene. <laughs> so they kept, like, teasing the paint can can't scene in the beginning. Like, I knew we were going to get the paint can scene. I think they even teased it in the trailer. They said at the beginning, you know, like, what would happen if, uh, you know, that was in real life. And I don't know why, but because of the way they were teasing it, even though the movie, like, turned dark so fast, I kept expecting the paint can scene to be, like, at least a little bit funny. Like, I kept <laughs> expecting the paint can yeah. scene to, like, have a little bit of, like, humor mm-hmm. or, like, some kind of, like, you know, like, dark comedy. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But it was played for such straight terror. And it it was something that was like we all have in our collective memory as something that's silly and funny. And I was expecting like a little bit of that to wash off. But the entire time and the fact that it like slows down and you feel your stomach like drop out of your ass. It was <laughs> straight terror. I think it's even better that like we see everyone's reactions and not yeah. like the remnants of his head.
2: Oh, it's it's so effective. You get the paint and the big globs of blood dripping down
3: through the yellow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's like what I appreciate with it is that the fact that, again, like just this director, the writer, like this Mm. seems I'm not a 12 year old boy, but I would think (laughs) that that's what they talk about, like about, you know, the home alone with the paint can. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it just seemed like that's something that they would think about. And, I mean, no one would actually do... Uh, non-psychopaths would actually do that. <laughs> like, but it's just the fact that he was so excited about it. His voice was cracking and he was laughing. And, yeah, yeah, just seeing, like, the horror on Ashley's face, the the horror on his friend's face. Like, it's... Again, even with that, that yellow and red and, you know, he even made a yeah. comment... Um, his friend, like, oh, you look like a hot dog. And it's just like, oh, my
0: I God. know! <laughs> the you look like a hot dog thing where I was just like, ha, ha, ha I'd laugh <laughs> if I wasn't so fucking upset. Because, like, even the way Garrett plays it, where you're like, oh, Garrett is a mm-hmm. normal child. He's normal. Like, Garrett is, like, he's a normal kid. Like, maybe he's, like, you know, strayed off of, like, a good path and he's, like, going oh. down, like, a dark alley because, like, he's friends with Jeremy. But, like, he has a conscience. And it's right. clearly tortured by like everything he has to do and he's so manipulated Mm -hmm. by Jeremy that I'm like imagine this kid running a cult
2: oh no and I feel like that dynamic uh feels really authentic to like 13 year old boys like Mm -hmm. having like Mm -hmm. the the sort of like awkward nerdy kids because you know I I was one of those kids and I feel like you see that dynamic develop pretty pretty easily where like if one of the geeks is just, like, 10% cooler than mm-hmm, the others, mm-hmm. you know, it's, like, very easy for them to just be in charge. It's a very, like, Bart and Millhouse right. dynamic, you know, mm-hmm, where it's, like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: where it's, like, oh, he's not, like, a cool popular kid, you know. he He's not, like, beloved by everyone else at the school, but he's just, like, just charismatic enough mm-hmm. or, like, just 10% smarter mm-hmm. than the other nerd that he can, like, boss him around. Right. And... It feels so genuine to me. Like, all of Garrett's reactions of just like, yeah, but he's my best friend. (laughs) And it just, it's like, that tracks to me because I feel like, you know, like, I've been that kid.
0: The fact that you said Barton Milhouse made it feel ickier.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it just, yeah, you're right, Elash. He just kept saying he's my best friend. It's like, okay, but he keeps doing these terrible things, dude. Come on. Right.
0: like my best friend gave me a terrible flat iron once and even then i like didn't want to talk to her for like a week i can't imagine sticking around with a like someone that like closely but also it made sense when he was like i get you out of trouble Mm -hmm. so he very much like in his head had worked up that he needed it right and like you know going back a little bit um the shitty boyfriends that Ashley, quote, unquote, has, you know, they, they show back up and they're taken out one by one. And, like, every time they're take like, when Ricky is killed and that horrible paint can incident, and then when Jeremy has, like, his suicide staged, both are like, all right, this is demoralizing Ashley as it goes on, and it's, it's escalating for me. But the Garrett one specifically was so much more devastating than, like, a boyfriend or an ex-boyfriend dying because, like, by now you know Ashley and you know that she's, like, pretty uncompromising on her morals mm-hmm. and, like, what she believes in. So, like, the fact that she told Garrett, I'm going to keep you safe and yeah. then she couldn't oh. yeah, was why it was, like, oh, that's what broke her. Yeah. Of course that's what broke her because she declared, I'm going to keep you safe and then it immediately wasn't the case and then that terrifying breakdown mm-hmm. happens.
2: Yeah. God, good call. No, and I... Uh, <clears throat> that one also, it is so jarring and it feels like the only one that was not like planned mm-hmm. because he yeah. has that little meltdown and the that meltdown afterwards where he's screaming at him and he's like it, you know it was your fault you made me yeah. like why did you make me kill you and then he very quickly like regains his composure and he's like i was getting tired of him anyways yeah, oh. i i love that moment because it uh actually like kind of ties into like the the dancing as well mm-hmm. there's a lot of small stuff that he does uh, and and little, like, pieces of dialogue that, again, feel really authentically, like, 13-year-old boy mm-hmm. because it doesn't feel like, uh, it, like, if if this character were, were an adult doing these things... Patrick Bateman, Yeah, right. if it were Patrick Bateman, it's just like, oh, he's, like, chilling and, like, you know, he's he's got this, like, charisma, but it's, like, scary because you don't know what he's capable right. of. With him, it feels like a kid who has watched these movies, mm-hmm. like a kid who, like, has seen Patrick Bateman thought he was really cool and he's like that's what you do when you're killing someone and you want to be cool afterwards (laughs) it's like you hit them with the bat and then you dance because it's cool and it feels very much like a like a product of like the media that he consumes Mm -hmm. and this like 13 year old brain being like yeah i'm badass so it's like he kills his friend and he has a (laughs) breakdown and then him like getting his composure back he's like I was getting sick of him anyways. Uh, yeah. And it's just like him clearly being like, Oh, I have to like drop a one-liner here. Like I'm a cool, like action hero in this, in this scene. And like, it, I, I don't know why that just felt very much, I guess because I remember being that kid. I remember being the high school kid. Who's like, I should say something cool right now because I don't want everyone to know that I'm
3: afraid. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> and, and you know, even with um his friend uh, Garrett, it's like, I just wanted to give him a hug. It, broke my heart when yeah. he was like oh I want my he didn't even get to say it out you know oh. I want that he wanted his mom before he mm-hmm. you know and it's just like poor kid like obviously once again it's just like he should have never been friends with him but and no a thing too that I found weird like I guess just just thinking about it like how everything was starting to unravel because obviously his friend wasn't supposed to be a part of the plan what do you, as a parent, I'm not a mom, but <laughs> I'm thinking, <laughs> what not you, as, as a parent, okay, your kid is upstairs sleeping while all this stuff is happening. He didn't hear anything. You didn't hear anything yeah. at all. Like, right. And so it's just like, that's why, that's what makes me curious, where it's just like, I'm glad that they didn't show us what happened you know, Tim afterwards, but I'm just nosy, and I just want to see him lose, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because he was all Well, like, tall.
0: eventually,
3: he was all talk, he was all talk, he was all, like,
0: this is where I'm taking care of my bases, this is where I'm taking care of my evidence, but, like, mistakes were made somewhere, mm-hmm. and eventually the pieces are going to be put together, and, like, those parents are, like, pretty checked out, clearly, like you said, where like, they didn't, like, think about, like, oh, you didn't hear anything, but eventually questions would happen, and, like, as we now know... Ashley lived. Yeah. Uh, Ashley lived, and she's going to talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which makes
3: (laughs) the middle finger at the end. Oh, it was so sad. I
2: love that moment so much. (laughs) I love it. It's so good.
3: So, oh my! Not even that. I'm trying to compare it to American Horror Story, but I don't know if you guys Mm -hmm. ever watch it. But I, I think it was um, season two at the asylum, and (laughs) with Sarah Paulson's character, she took Mm -hmm. some spoiler she took some cd like that had evidence from someone and she like was in a cab on her way and the guy couldn't do anything so she gave him the fake and it was just like satisfying to my soul <laughs> like this particular scene no yeah. and i i feel like
2: cuz uh i i haven't watched the the second season of american horror story like since it was originally airing but isn't it the uh it's the kind of ed gein serial yes. killer right that has like the lampshade <laughs> of human skin and all that stuff yeah and i feel like that's the character that this kid was on oh track to gosh. become essentially <laughs> It's just yeah, yeah this
0: <laughs> i do want to give like a very special shout out uh to because i feel like no genre does a soundtrack better like a horror movie can like i think most of my playlists for music are just like horror movie soundtracks because especially like i feel like horror movie directors like put so much thought into like what makes you comfortable and how can i ruin it for you (laughs) um like you know i've got five on it uh, in us being a song that's like changed forever or um uh, uh singing in the rain in you know clockwork orange And I feel like this movie just gave us that scene over and over and over again with every Christmas playlist. It didn't even pick obvious ones. It picked, like, cozy, old-timey, what you'd hear on, like, a vinyl Christmas music, soundtracking it the entire time, to where it was just perfect selection Mm -hmm. after perfect selection, making every scene so... Like, it added to the vibe, in a way, to where I think this is maybe why it, like, needed to be Christmas, to where the dancing to Christmas music is like, oh, this is... This is where he cleans up the evidence of, like, a house party. This <laughs> right. Is, this is where he, like, hides that he opened presents, mm-hmm. not sticks a pencil in a man's face. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: true. Also, uh, on, the, on the subject of the music, the scene with the, the carolers, where she, like, Ashley almost escapes, and they're right there, and she's oh. screaming for help, but they don't hear her because they're caroling so <laughs> loud. I realized, uh, I, don't, I don't think I've ever, like, lived anywhere that Christmas carolers were either. a thing. Like <laughs> yeah, I've been, been in apartments my whole life. I don't think they, you know, I don't think they show up there. Uh, so I, I had never had strong feelings on carolers one way or the other. And that scene was, like, so effective for me because I was sitting there watching it and I was like, Christmas carolers are dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is a public safety hazard.
3: Like, yeah, lower your volume. This. Maybe you would have heard her. Volume. Like... And
0: the yes. fact that just one shrugs it off and, like, adds to, like, the safe neighborhood vibe where it's like, nothing can happen here. Mm.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's not somebody
0: screaming for help. It's just some kind of scuffle. It's a cat. cat.
2: <laughs> like... It's a cat. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. The close-up of that cat
2: when he's staging <laughs> oh, Jeremy's, yeah. uh,
0: like, fake suicide. Oh, Jeremy. I don't know why... Did they go out and find, like, the doofiest cat that they can think of? Because he had, like, a little underbite, too.
3: That cat made me so mad. Like, why are you sitting there watching? Go away! Go Go get help!
0: (laughs) Oh my god. I, like, it made me laugh at the same time, but I was just like, you're the only witness!
2: (laughs) See, I think that's why they got such a such a dopey looking cat because it's like this cat can't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> this, this cat is he was like, no one. like even like a
3: little cross yeah. where I was
0: just like where'd you find him? I'm so- it was such a weird choice. I never even thought
3: that he looked doofy until you said that.
2: <laughs> no, go, go back and watch that scene and it's just this long close up <laughs> with the cat's face and the cat is so dumb looking. I'm gonna go. It, it feels like it was like somebody somebody on the production it was their cat and they're like you gotta use him. Yeah.
0: You gotta use Mittens. He's just, like, a real weirdo.
3: <laughs> now I have to go, yeah, I have to go rewatch that part. See Little Mittens.
0: Yeah, so good. Oh my god. Little but, mittens. like, honestly, I... I'm so happy this movie is, like, added to my holiday rotation now. Like, this is getting thrown in with, like, my yearly, like, Black Christmas Krampus, like... Christmas watching and, you know, the cartoons for like the minus ones to watch. But
2: (laughs) Rudolph and such. Yeah,
0: like Rudolph and such. But it it's so cemented into like holidays now too, because it I don't know if anybody else gets this, but there's something about the holidays where like everyone's going out of town and Mm -hmm. your neighbors aren't around and like people are a little bit more nervous Mm -hmm. because it's like, oh packages are being stolen and everyone's like being a little bit weird, but like you're supposed to be like extra chipper that I remember the first time I set up Christmas trees in my apartment by myself, and like all of my roommates were gone for the holidays, and I like walked out and I was like, "Oh, these Christmas trees are pretty." Oh my god, I'm alone on the holidays, and Aww. like, like you can like see the silhouettes of people outside more to where I was like, "Oh, I'm unguarded." And literally last year for Christmas. Oh my god, I can't believe I just remembered this right now. Last year for Christmas, you came over and I gave you a present and I had those Christmas lights in my window. Oh, that's right. Yes. And um I like look over at my window and again, I don't know what it is. Holiday movies now like make me feel like somebody's always watching in my window. Straight up, I swear to god, there's a silhouette of a man standing in my window, looking into my window, oh my and, like, God. I see the shadow. Yeah,
2: like, clearly, like, at the window. Oh like, my looking God.
0: inside. And, like, he's, like, he, and there's, like, Christmas lights around him, and I, like, grab Elijah's thigh, and I'm, like, babe! And, <laughs> he, and he, like, runs outside. He's, like, ready to fight. <laughs> and it's this child that's, like, it's I thought like a- the Christmas lights were cool it was probably
2: like a probably like a 14 15 year old kid who like must have lived in that complex and I he looked like he was probably high. like I think he probably like sneaked out after his parents went to sleep and like smoked some weed and then was like Christmas lights like I came out there and was like, yo, can I help you? And he was like, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. I, I, I felt really bad, but I was just like, yeah, man, you got to be careful, like, looking in people's yeah, windows. And he's like, I didn't mean to scare you. Like, you're, you're good, dude. <laughs> yeah, he was probably
3: high. He was yeah, probably he was stoned.
2: High. And I had, like, some pretty cool Christmas lights that year, too. She, so She had some legit cool Christmas lights.
0: But, like... It made me realize how much we're all like a little bit on edge on the holidays, mm-hmm. which makes it all the more perfect.
3: Yeah, no, no, I definitely.
2: Think, uh, for For me, like, uh, yeah, th- that's true, true. Because they do say, like, oh, the neighbors are out of town for the holidays. Mm-hmm. It does mm-hmm. add that sense of like isolation. Uh, but yeah, for me, definitely, uh, that feeling. Uh, I don't, I don't have like a like a ton of family, and so we've never really like been uh big holiday people. So I never like. Did things for Christmas uh but for like years I was working retail and uh, I was working at an electronics store that was like next door to a liquor store uh that was like uh just just in an area where having like high-priced electronics meant that like we got robbed occasionally mm. um and holiday season was definitely like mm-hmm. oh yeah that's when when people like are a little more desperate right. and so you know it was like a little more likely that we were going to get ripped off and straight up, like two or three years in a row, uh, like at the top of December, we had a break in, you know, that was like almost like clockwork that it's like, ah, it's time for the Christmas break in. (laughs) Uh, but no, I definitely remember. (laughs) And it was, it was also like, uh, it was, it was in Colorado. And so like in the winter, it's like not uncommon for people to be wearing like a scarf covering their face or like a full, like, yeah, balaclava. And so I would just be working there and it'd be like, you know, me working alone. It's like nine o'clock at night. Dude walks in and he's just wearing a mask. And I'm like, oh, please don't kill me. Oh, please don't kill me. And then you walk in and be like, oh, hey, man, do you have the new Xbox? I'm like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) But but yeah, so I definitely get that sort of like Christmas dread, I Mm -hmm. guess. That's just like, yeah, everyone's like a little more unpredictable around the holidays. That's that's
3: true. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't really get that around... Holidays, I guess I watch a lot of horror movies, and I also like I'm obsessed mm-hmm. with the show Snapped, so <laughs> you know, that. you're always on alert, you never know, yeah, but, yeah, you don't I gotta can, get ready
0: if you stay ready, yeah,
3: you have to, but no, like, I uh, yeah, I, I used to work retail, and now when, when I think about it, you're absolutely right around the holidays, that's when. You know, more more products would go missing. More people would be trying like their little scams, and it's just like yeah, yeah, exhausting. I'm sure it's exhausting for them too. A little bit on edge, (laughs) yeah, right. We're all just ready to snap
0: around the holidays. (laughs) But like, I remember when we initially when you initially pitched this pick, I was like, "All right, this is definitely going to be like a martial arts one for Elijah," because I can't really think of a good one to pair with this. I think I've only like paired one martial arts movie the entire time this podcast has been active cuz
2: that's I think, I think you've got two
0: you've I got did Story, Ri-
2: Story Ricky and Rumble in the Bronx Ooh. okay i got two
0: uh, <laughs> i got two but this was one where i was like all right i'm going to leave this one to Elijah because i don't know what like do i jump on the holiday mm-hmm. do i jump on on the uh, on the high drinks and now that i've actually seen it the the child is a is it nightmare so we do we do we jump on that <laughs> but uh Elijah what movie did you pair with Xena's knockout pick, Better Watch Out?
2: For, for my feature presentation, I chose the uh, overlooked Shaw Brothers classic. House of Traps.
1: Oh.
2: Ah. <laughs> uh, and I, I will say there are, like, a lot of different directions to go. Uh, I considered, uh, like... This this movie Power Kids, which is uh, like a, a Thai martial arts film, uh that's about a group of like young children who are all really good yeah, at I think Muay I've Thai seen and that. they have to like stop terrorists. Yeah. yeah, it's it's really fun. Uh but you know, I was like, okay, it could be, you know, like a kid who's doing things that you would like expect to be like beyond their uh level or beyond their age or whatever. Uh so I was like, Yeah, it could be like a like a kung fu kid of some kind. Uh you know, I considered going with something more like wintery or like mm-hmm. vaguely holiday themed, uh, but honestly, uh, I, I've just been waiting to pair House of Traps with any sort of home invasion <laughs> type movie. Uh, the the first movie that uh, Vanessa picked for the podcast was uh, The Guest, mm-hmm. uh, which rules. And I think since then, I've been waiting for her or like expecting her to choose Your Next, uh, which uh, same director it's as The coming. Guest. Yeah, I, I figured. Uh, and I was just waiting for you to pick your next, which is, uh, you know, one of those, movie. yeah. It, and it's, it's one of those like home invasion, uh, that's always like compared to home alone. Like, Oh, what if home alone, but R rated, you know, like, Oh, the traps kill people and it's bloody. Mm-hmm. And so I've just been like waiting for that. Cause I was like, I got house of traps just, just ready. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as someone picked something that was like home alone or your next adjacent, I was just like, it's gotta be house of traps. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and I stand by.
3: <laughs> Zena, what did you think of House of Traps? So, it was my first time watching it, and I don't watch as much kung fu movies as I would like. I have an interest. Mm-hmm. I really do. And seeing uh-huh. it made me want to watch more because i really liked it it was just so outrageous the sound effects the acting the characters and kind of like what what you said elijah where it's just like it it, it's fitting to a home invasion even though i know like better watch out it's not really but but we're gonna say that it is yeah you know it's just fitting for a home invasion thriller psychological horror and then with this movie with house of traps you didn't know who to trust and yeah you know so it's i don't know i really liked it like a lot more than i expected oh
2: i'm so glad
3: i'm you know,
0: <laughs> so that, pumped that's no, that the main me... goal of the podcast elijah just loves it when people like kung
3: fu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, like seriously you you made me because i saw like a couple like on youtube i was like oh, okay mm-hmm. i need to go back and like just re-watch them like that thank needs... you <laughs> no,
2: we'll, honestly like we'll, we'll send you a list of recommendations yes
3: please i would love that
2: and and for anyone who uh, is is listening, you you can't see this, but when she said that she liked the film, I just started air punching. <laughs> I, I couldn't control it. I was too psyched. Uh, no, I I love House of Traps, and it's one of those. Uh, I I feel this way about a lot of like Shaw Brothers stuff that like if if it ends up being in your wheelhouse and it's something that like you kind of click with, it's rad as hell. But then there, there's always this like. chance that I'm going to recommend it to someone and they're going to be like, what the hell is this? (laughs) And so I get so tense, like, I I was, like, asking Vanessa while we were watching it, I'm like, do you think Xena's going to like it? You know her more than me.
0: And I was just like, I know what she watches. She's going to enjoy this. I loved it. Because the thing is, we, like, said it on our first episode, if you like horror, chances are you're going to like kung fu. Yes. It it fills a lot of those like slots that you look for mm-hmm. when you watch the genre. Where it's just like when it's B, it's still good. When it's like you know uh, super art house, it's still good. Like in any direction, whether it's like cheap pizza or the fancy kind, <laughs> you're going to have fun. Right, right. And like both of these cheap. You know, Little Caesars versus, like, a real good deep dish. I'm, I'm hungry. Uh, that's why this analogy. I'm realizing that I'm hungry and I want pizza for dinner. <laughs> but
2: Welcome back to the Cooking a Pizza podcast.
0: <laughs> uh, if you keep seeing pizza, that's all I'm going to think about. Anyways, um, like, it made sense when he started showing me kung fu movies that I was just like, of course. I love horror movies. It's something that I really deeply enjoy. This is just another extension of what I get out of it. Yes
3: yes like okay with my husband like he's a huge fan of like kung fu movies but he's sometimes busy with work so we can't always like watch movies together but i remember one Mm -hmm. of the first movies we did watch together it was the story of Rikio, and oh (laughs) yeah that movie just gave me so much joy (laughs) <laughs> like it's just it's pure so fun. insane. And then another one. Um, I want to, ninja domination ninja. Oh, like,
2: ninja, ninja three. Yes, i at the you, domination. Look at you, yes. no
3: things, but yeah, that
2: movie rules. And that's one of the few that's kind of like in that uh overlap right. of like horror and martial mm-hmm. arts because it's it's basically The Exorcist but with ninjas. <laughs> it's so it's on good. <laughs> No, and yeah, I, I feel like they they complement each other really well, and those those two are like perfect examples of movies that kind of exist in both spaces. Right. Where like Story of Ricky isn't ever trying to scare you necessarily, but it is so gory that it's like there is more violence in that like ninety minute film than like the first four Halloween movies. Absolutely,
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: And yeah, House of Traps. Uh, you know, I think similarly, like is uh, yeah, super bloody. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember because we, you know, we watched it on YouTube, and in the little like sidebar recommendation, it's like top ten kills from House of Traps, Ooh. and it's a compilation of like just the kills from the movie. And that's such a such a horror trope like such Mm -hmm. a like slasher movie thing that it's like oh what's What's your your
0: favorite favorite jason kill exactly (laughs) what's
2: your favorite like nightmare on elm street death or whatever and so i feel like having the kills be these big spectacles (laughs) that you know it's like oh he gets killed by the the bladed stairs and then falls on spikes (laughs) (laughs) it it also it kind of has that paint can home alone uh uh, like Mm -hmm. vibe of being like what would happen if a dude got hit with mm-hmm. this? You know, cause and they like demonstrate the traps and you're like, oh, what's that gonna do to somebody? Right. And then you see it and you're like, oh
3: I screamed literally at the part where the guy got a part of his foot chopped off, just sliced. Oh, I know. right. It was just and then it's... he just died. Like their their deaths are so dramatic.
0: <laughs> I know.
2: I also I love the foot one because it's somehow It's somehow worse than someone getting, like, their whole foot or leg or something cut off. It's just the front half of a foot, and somehow that's so much worse. It is.
3: It's just like, what can you do Mm -hmm. now? Like, you know, like, because if it was, like, the whole foot, then fine. But what are you going to do now with half of a foot? What are you going to do with
0: half a foot? (laughs) You got half a stump. And it also lets you know, like, how quick it happened. Because, yeah. you know, it's very much like, oh, God, the pressure of, like, his own Ooh, footstep is right. What, like, he was just standing
2: up. on the step and just whoop. That's oh, so good. God,
0: the knife stairs, yeah. the spikes, both of those elements were, like, ones to me that were so gnarly and so gory. And I really did like that with every person that was killed off in the House of Traps, you got, like, a little bit further. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh, he outsmarted it. And then there was, like, that new element yeah. to where it felt very, like, almost video Mm gamey like fight your way to the top of the tower where it's like oh i keep like getting close and dying
3: (laughs) and like i was rooting for i think his name was Bai, um rooting for him because he was the um black fox was it black demon no Bai. no i think Bai is on
2: uh he's he's like wearing all white and is Mm. he the one that gets in the nets yes like that, yeah, and they shoot him with right. the right brother. By yeah, that's right. I was right. rooting
3: for him. I'm thinking like, okay, because we've seen him fight, and it's like he got this, right. he can do it. And then it's just like, just like that, and then he died. But then he he wasn't. But then he died again. And I'm like, oh no. I don't
2: know. I yeah. Like by by is one that really uh like almost feels like a twist because mm-hmm. he goes in there so confidently and he's like been shown to be such a badass you're just like yeah he's a hero he's a righteous dude he's he's wearing all white which in a lot of kung fu movies means he's gonna be heroic because every
0: jackie chan movie yeah (laughs) it's
2: like you know you put the hero in all white and you Mm -hmm. put the villain in all black and you're like ah, cartoons (laughs) but like he shows up and you're like oh yeah he's he's gonna make it through this and the first couple of them he makes it through easily yeah and you're like oh yeah no he's he's beaten everything we've seen before and then he gets pinned between the nets shot with arrows (laughs) and then Starts to get up and dies again, and it's so heartbreaking. It is. (laughs) It it kind of it has the rhythm of like when when Ashley like escapes from the house Mm -hmm. in Better Watch Out, and she like makes it all like pretty far. Yeah, and she like fights off Garrett. She breaks the chair, and then ends up back in there. You know, pulls the rug out from under you. Yeah, it's it's that kind of pacing, you know, that horror movies kung fu.
3: And then even with the storyline, I think. I like the storyline because, you know, sometimes it's like, even with horror movies, it's just like, I could really care less what happens, Yeah. (laughs) but I was really interested. Like you really felt engaged with some of the characters because like, you know, you want to see, okay, what can this house do, this house of traps and, you know, okay, Mm -hmm. who is going to kind of like what you said, Vanessa, how far can they make it? And then even with the prince and it's like a dirty prince and, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's just all (laughs) these like little surprises coming in. So again, like I really enjoyed it.
2: Yeah, I, I feel like it it does what, like, the best, like, the best slasher movies do, which is that it gives you this this cast of characters, and it's, like, a, like a pretty simple setup, but it gives you, like, just enough that you're invested in each character, like, just enough that you want to see each one, like, all of the heroes survive, so that, like, when they get killed, it's, like, a big spectacle, right. and you're like, oh, I thought they were going <laughs> to make it, but, like, yeah, it, it doesn't, you know, you don't get, like, bogged down in... You know, like, a lot of, like, historical details. or right, period right. drama. It's just, like, all right, I got, like, the guy who who's, like, a wisecracker. You know, I got the serious, like, righteous guy. The guy that tunnels. <laughs> yeah, the guy that tunnels. <laughs> I do love uh, how wacky each of them eventually is. That you have, yeah, ground rat, like, shoveling up through the floor mm-hmm. and sky rat breaking in through the ceiling. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Those specific little monikers almost... And I think because of the costuming, too, felt a little Power Rangers.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Oh, totally. Yeah, which I love. And I'm sorry,
3: like, some of the tools, like, just going back. That little (laughs) hand. I want one of those.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The grabby hand.
3: I feel like I need one.
0: And then it, like, breaks off so you can, like, turn the grabby hand into, like, a zip line
2: anywhere you need it to go. No, I feel like we should... Like, start a Kickstarter to try to fund the development of this this tool.
0: Of just specifically the grabbing hand? Because there's a lot... It was a really good showcase of, like, every single kind of martial art weapon, too. Because, like, a lot of the movies that I've watched with Elijah, like, the weapon is usually in the title, um, where it's, like, (laughs) flying guillotine, pole fighter. Like, most of them are, like, this guy uses this to stab. Um, Which is one, like... Kung Fu trope. I'm learning that I'm starting to love. Um, I got almost none of it in this case because you know it's House of Traps. Oh, I'm watching the House the traps. of Traps is the star. Yeah. It's the star. <laughs> but it was like a good display of like you have that weird little grabby hand. You have somebody um, doing like the pole fights. You have somebody doing like the candy cane hook swords. Yeah, the
2: little hook swords. Um, <laughs> so then and the then you've got the, guy, like...
0: the umbrella. Oh, the umbrella.
2: The umbrella is so cool. The umbrella then... that turns into a drill. <laughs> it's just a fucking drill.
3: <laughs> I... Yeah.
2: It feels like his the umbrella drill specifically feels like technology that like no one else in that movie has access to (laughs) like that dude is like years beyond (laughs) like
3: what is he doing there like if he has that what else does he have (laughs) yeah
2: also i love uh like his his little drill being like disguised as an umbrella i love their their cover of like oh we're a troop of magicians (laughs) we like we're entertainers you know we're we're not doing kung fu. One
0: turtle out of your jacket?
2: Yeah, and I I love that entire sequence where the dude is getting increasingly suspicious, and he's like, "I think that guy knows kung fu," and they're like, "Oh, you think everyone knows kung fu?" <laughs> it's,
3: I also it's, like how they um they were bothering kind of like that older guy, and but they're doing mm-hmm. flips, and it's just like, okay, what kind of magicians know how to do that? <laughs> like, yeah, right what
0: street magician also has the level of like a kung fu artist and like something about that scene where the guy is like i swear they know kung fu and he's like no they're just street magicians you always think everybody knows kung fu did feel a little horror movie in the sense of like one person has suspicions and they're told they're crazy oh, um, that's true because yeah. like every B- b-horror movie i've ever watched there's one person that's just like maybe the killer is the guy with the hook hand and they're like you think every
2: guy with the hook hand is the hook hand killer
3: no he's just he works at the meat shop you know so that's why
2: yeah. <laughs> it just helps him with his work. You're crazy.
0: And like, cause we just watched mortuary and the entirety of mortuary is just somebody being told that the obvious killer isn't the obvious killer. And like, this guy is like, they know Kung Fu. I swear it's them. And he keeps being told no to where Like it did kind of feel like a really good horror movie pairing because of how much they're like, you're crazy. They're not going to kill us with Kung Fu. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I uh, I also uh, mm-hmm. genuinely like love some of the fights in this because they do have those like kind of unorthodox weapons uh, and the mm-hmm. choreography with those oh, is super yeah. fun. What like I love that one guy just like he fights with the shovel <laughs> and like you get that super brutal ending of them killing the guy to try to get the the list of names back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he like shovels him in the stomach like he's gonna dig it out of him
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's just so creative i would just think just hit him and but okay i guess you can shovel yeah. him now so mm-hmm. no
2: and that and that scene too it's like he's being killed like off camera and you just hear the sounds of maybe like ripping like they're just like just tearing, tearing, this tearing this guy open stomach. yeah and kind of similar to the paint can where it's it's more effective just to like hear it right, and be like right. oh they're ripping that guy apart <laughs> hmm
3: well, what did you guys was... think about? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, I ahead. was gonna ask. What did you think about? I think it was like his name was just like the maid, the little maid, the little housekeeper. <laughs>
2: oh yeah, oh. who's who's like yeah? I want to be your student. <laughs> and then, <laughs> which honestly, like
0: I thought he was gonna last longer.
2: He uh, he lasted longer than I expected because they put him on some fucking spikes. Yeah, and then they <laughs> and...
3: stomped on him.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, and like kicked him around. <laughs> And then he gets back up and he's like, yeah, I'm not changing my story. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I ain't a snitch.
3: Yeah. <laughs> like, a commitment.
2: No, he, right. He, he knows that dude for maybe like an hour. And he's like, take me as a student. <laughs> yeah. He's like, like, how, how dedicated are you? And he's like, I'll, I'll do anything. Like I'll suffer hell to, to master Kung Fu. And then he fucking does. Like he's, he's everything oh, you could man. want yeah. in a student. He's so, he's so pure. I he would have
0: been a real good like he would have been a real good disciple if he didn't uh if he wasn't slain in battle. There's a uh, lot of dudes that I thought was going to like survive a little bit longer than I thought. I wasn't expecting the prince to stab someone and then cut his own right. throat. Yeah. yeah.
2: Why did he even stab the guy if he was planning to go out like that? He like didn't... why even He didn't want <laughs> him like, like, gonna...
0: Mm-mm. <laughs> He was like if I'm going you are too.
2: Yeah. He's like, look, I fucked up. It's over. I'm going to kill myself. I'm taking that.
3: Yeah, just with him. Me. <laughs> just, like,
2: just that guy.
3: Yeah. And I love it's the mystery. Up. Like, they didn't even show him, like, slicing his own throat. It was just kind of like the mm-hmm. blood on the walls. Just, yeah. I like the paint can.
2: <laughs> kind of like yeah. the paint can.
0: And it was, like, right at the paintings of, like, the two previous uh, princes <laughs> are, being killed. Which
2: are incredible paintings. <laughs> like, what? Why who commissioned those?
3: <laughs> who was like we need a
2: a full length wall like mural of this dude being killed with Yeah, an that's axe.
3: insane. Like
2: it's so good. Like would would you hang that painting in yes. in your home? Honestly, yeah. I would,
3: but <laughs>
2: yeah. But I well, would like know,
3: it's a, yeah, I would know it's insane. I would just warn people. Maybe you just put it in the guest room, you know, when people yeah. come over.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Where it's like, stay, but, like, don't get that comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Now, one thing I want to, like, point out that, like, added to the Power Ranger feelings of it, but, like, I do want to just highlight, and I feel like this has just been a few episodes of me talking about specifically costuming, Um, because the last episode we did was Vampire in Brooklyn, and I couldn't shut up about the costuming. Um, God, I love the costuming, but House of Traps, amazing costuming. Yeah. Like the the nipple windows oh my gosh. cooler than i thought it would be i was
3: just thinking like okay i could never wear that i could never pull that off but yeah. i can totally see the direction where they're where they're going with it like and it was just a thing everybody was wearing it you kind of felt left out that you weren't
2: no yeah. for real i like, am i too
3: covered
2: up i actually i i kind of went through like it went in cycles for me where i was like man that thing's ridiculous <laughs> it looks kind of cool though i mean i like i wouldn't wear it but like in a movie it looks cool and then i was like well
3: right
2: if i if i like maybe like toned up a little bit you know if i if i worked on my pecs i feel like maybe could
3: i pull that off <laughs> you it was, wear it around <laughs> the house see how you feel yeah, about I, it it's it, like a romper yeah. yeah
2: no it just it like went in cycles for me you know where i'm like actually i don't know it's friday night i'm like <laughs> i'm going out i'm going downtown i i might I might put one of those on. I can see it.
0: It was so smart, though, because, like, there's so many characters introduced uh, and that they keep introducing and they keep bringing on screen. And there's so many, like, characters that, like, jump into a fight so quickly that it's really hard to differentiate visually because, like, you got to juggle, like, 20, 30 guys. So the costuming was a really good call on terms of, like, That guy's from that side. That guy's from that side. That guy's the butterfly because he has a literal butterfly on his (laughs) head. I
2: love the butterfly. I love that he has a like braided rope butterfly on like shoulder and kind of earmuff. (laughs) It is it's not fashion, but it's really cool.
3: (laughs) I'd wear it. Yeah, it looks like a cute little headband, you know? Yeah,
2: Yeah, yeah. Keep
0: my ears warm. It'd be cute. Now I have to ask, do we all think this works as a double feature?
3: I say yes because yeah. i actually watched um house of traps first and then i just like re-watched like better watch out and it was just it just flowed it was just fitting yes,
2: yes. no we we did it in the uh in the same order and i yeah i think that's the correct order is like house of traps mm-hmm. and then better watch out because i think i think better watch out kind of leaves you on a like on a better note right you know it, like feels more like like satisfying at the end whereas like house of traps kind of like leaves you with like energy high, and you're just like, all right. An
0: insane freeze frame of a guy smiling, being like, "They're tearing that man oh, open." Yeah. the end. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the part that it's I was like, just well, like, "Wait, is that?" It? And then I waited. You know, I'm watching the credits. Maybe something else is going to pop up. <laughs> you know, but that it's was like it.
2: Waiting for, waiting for the Marvel movie post credits. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that is like, as as you watch more uh, like classic Kung Fu movies, which. I hope that you would, ad- I hope you will, yes. I hope that you do, uh, you get really used to the insane freeze frame ending. <laughs> A lot of them end with, like, they stab the bad guy through the heart, and, like, on that frame, it's like, the end! <laughs> You're like, wait, yeah. is he dead? They got him, I guess.
0: Like, there's so many movies we've watched recently. Oh, Encounters of the Spooky Kind, where it literally ends with Samo Hung <laughs> punching a lady in the stomach and going, bitch, and then, like, throwing her into the sky, and then it freeze frames.
3: Wait, Uh, what is this? I need to see it!
0: Oh my god, it's an extremely Xena movie. It's called Encounters of the Spooky Kind, and it's a kung fu ghost movie. Oh my gosh. Uh,
2: And it rules. And
0: the ending freeze frame literally made me scream. Like, I actually, like, screamed, and I was like, what? And I kept looking at Elijah, and I was like, there's no way that's the ending. And he's like, it absolutely is. There's nothing else. That is what the ending is. It freeze frames on, like, her flying through the air. And he, like, throws her, like, she's like a bag of potatoes. Just like, Doof.
2: Yeah, uh, like, full, like, full extension over the head. Just like,
3: Ugh. But wait, what does she do? What? You
2: gotta watch the movie to find <laughs> out. Okay, Ooh, all right. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I
0: need to Cause know. Because it was kind of satisfying. <laughs> <Spoilers>. <laughs> yeah, I highly recommend it. It's a very Xena movie because it's a lot, of, there's a lot of ghosts. There's a kung fu vampire um it's 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 wild it's one of my favorite ones that a lot because like every time he like recommends a movie for a double feature I end up watching something that I otherwise wouldn't right right um and that was maybe one of my faves because it was very much both genres uh it was it was a lovely little marriage of the both and I think that's another reason why I'm like so pumped for this double feature because it's why I love this podcast. Because mm-hmm. these are two movies that I either wrote off or wouldn't have otherwise watched, yeah. um, but are genres that I like. And, like, per recommendation, I now no, I love better watch out. And I know I love house of traps. Yes. And it was purely because recommendations right. of like friends
3: that I like and trust. Oh, well,
2: high high five.
3: Five. <laughs> yeah. but you know, what? I feel the same way about, you know, house of traps because I would have never mm. watched it, but I do. I feel like it is so a Zena movie. And so just like right. that, seriously, I feel like I need to like have just like a Kung Fu marathon, and just watch it mm-hmm. like i i yes. need to see yes. more and i need to see that movie that you told me about the encounters of the spooky <laughs> yeah. kind so
2: i think yeah. i think that one is is also on youtube and I that think, one's free on youtube yeah, nice. yeah. okay that's cool. where we watched it also you get to see sam hung's butt okay but it was like young sam hung when he was like pretty fit and so it's like a good okay. like butt. It tight. Yeah, it was <laughs> and he was good.
3: like thick yeah. <laughs> like the hand movements <laughs> Yeah, just
2: like, <laughs> we're, we're both just like pinching off a little I a little realize that, same butt.
0: that you and I are usually like alone when we record and when we describe butts we like do <laughs> it to each other we'll be like I'll be like yeah it's like an apricot butt and you're like yeah and then we like do it and then I just remember that we're on
3: camera <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start doing that when I'm describing it because usually I'm just like yeah you know it's like whatever but no now no, I need to you- like do that yeah get the yeah, handle so, on it okay.
2: It really, yeah. it really gives you a sense of like, like what kind of butt are we talking about? Yeah,
0: is it like an apricot or is it like a peach?
2: Do I got to come at it like this?
0: <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I think this pairing works for many re- the, the traps element specifically.
2: One, one small one that I, uh, that I want to call out. That's like, n- not like a major theme or anything, mm-hmm. but just like a very small like one to one parallel is uh, when Ashley gets the gun and like tries to shoot him mm-hmm. and it's empty is uh very similar to when uh the black fox steals all of butterfly's daggers oh, without him yeah. knowing and then and he's like oh yeah you're famous for your dagger man why don't you uh <laughs> give it a shot throw one of those daggers at me and he yeah realizes that he has no no ammunition yeah. so to speak yeah, yeah
0: same amount of like subverting of expectations because there's also a lot of people you expect to make it to the right. end house of the traps yeah. that and a, don't mm-hmm.
2: and a lot of betrayals as Zena pointed oh out gosh. there's like mm-hmm. these kind of double crosses and you're like oh, i don't know i don't know who's on what side yeah, yeah.
0: and it uh, just very festive very good like it could be a holiday watch or like any other time of year a very good pairing and now we get to my favorite section, which is, what are they serving at concessions for this double feature Ooh. that we're going to call the booby trap double feature? Ooh. Uh, yeah, booby yeah. trap
2: double feature. Yeah, yep. Okay.
0: Um, All
2: right, let's mm. see
0: initially i was just like red vines that you trip over but that's a little that's a little tricky to because then how do you serve it how do you one? serve it how do you connect so many red vines together that's true and then i was like all right kind of home where it's just like what if i just like threw whoppers down and then you had to like slip them on on them oh, right, right right so eventually what was it that i landed on watching the two? Oh. Uh, a sharpened candy cane
3: oh, is yeah. one of my snacks. Yes.
2: Oh, sharpened <laughs> candy cane is perfect. Yeah, candy cane oh. dagger.
3: Okay,
2: I was, I was trying to think of foods that are a trap. I was like, it's like a cookie, but then you take a bite and it has raisins in it. And you're like, motherfucker. <laughs> or like, oh, I knew somebody who puts uh, raisins in cinnamon rolls, and I was outraged. <laughs> Have y'all ever had no. cinnamon roll with raisins What in it? are no. they doing in there? It is monstrous. That made me <laughs> was, mad. Yeah, and it was like... I feel they, betrayed. They, like, went through the effort to, like, make the dough from scratch and, like, roll it out and, like, make the little, like, cinnamon filling and stuff and, like, hand roll and slice them. And I'm like, oh, man, these look incredible. Like, you put so much effort into this. And then they put fucking raisins <laughs> in it. <laughs> And so I, I was thinking like a food that's also a trap, but like I don't, I don't want to eat that. So yeah,
3: I think that raisins I, are fitting because <laughs> you can also throw them. So exactly. that's true.
2: That's true.
3: Um, yeah, I do. I agree with Vanessa though. Like candy canes, that could be cool. But I was thinking fruit cake. I like fruit cake, though. Okay, oh, I do too. People will be so distracted because not only if you just keep chewing and chewing and chewing and chewing, that's a distraction, but you can also throw it, and they're hard.
2: That's true. It's hard. It's like it's heavy, like a brick. Right, it's like, the, like brick the brick that gets thrown through the window. <laughs> there the you wardrobe.
3: go. Exactly. Yeah.
2: And it's a food. It can double as a trap.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: It's got a lot of little colorful bits. Yeah,
3: you know, and it you know oh, and it fits. It definitely fits House of Traps, like their wardrobe and everything. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. But then right. honestly, this is not really obviously a food, but I'm just sick of everybody. You know, just. <laughs> You don't know who to trust. <laughs> and then she just disconnects. <laughs> She's like, I'm just sick of everybody. End of end of recording. That would be crazy. But no, no. What a sign off. I, I'm sick of, you know, that twelve year old. I'm sick of, you know, like these people who can all fight and I would just be sitting there trying to hide. But knowing me, I'd probably trip and get stabbed and die. Mm-hmm. But um I think that there should be tasers available for people, so then that way, concessions. <laughs> yes, if you can't fight and you want to, you know, defend yourself, there you go. Mm-hmm. All
0: right, all right. So you go to concessions, and for a two-for-one special, you get a hunk of fruit cake, a sharpened candy cane, and a taser with go. every purchase. <laughs> See, like, what a deal!
2: That's a great. Like, it's included with the cost of the ticket. That's the so awesome!
0: That's great. Yeah. That's no, amazing. I, I would
2: absolutely go see that.
0: Now, uh, so you go see it Zena if you saw this double build somewhere you'd go see Honestly,
3: it. Honestly, no, because <laughs> <laughs> I would want to, but it's just like you know, somebody's gonna get out of hand, and I might end up getting tased. Oh, so
2: no, thank you. Oh, it's yep. gonna be it's gonna be a rowdy screening, especially you're giving everyone what? tasers. There's
1: traps in the theater.
2: <laughs> I'm assuming it's like a midnight movie. It kicks off at midnight. It's you're not getting out of there till 3 a.m. Everyone's drinking. They all have tasers. It's getting rowdy.
0: Yep. Yeah. There's gonna be a swinging taser in the lobby. No,
2: it's gonna be a mess, actually.
0: <laughs> That's a movie where it's just like we're not going to the theater. We're watching this at home. Yes. We're watching yeah, watching that at home. I'm locking my doors. No one talked to me. There you go. <laughs> no, I agree with that. Trust no one. Uh, thank you so much for being on. This was a really fun episode, and you were absolutely fantastic.
3: Oh, You guys, thank you so much. I had again, I had so much fun, like watching something new, and like you opened mm-hmm. up doors for me to like, you know check yes. out kung fu movies and you guys are just a blast thank you a, lo- a lot Aww. of the doors
2: do have traps behind them though, so
3: I'll try to be, be careful yeah carry a taser
2: she's
0: got this she, got her- she has her taser and her sharpened yeah, candy yes. cane she's That's making good. it to the end of this movie now Zena where can people find you and all the great content you make
3: sure so I'm always on Twitter like I Twitter is my life um <laughs> lovely Zena and then I'm also on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube just real queen of horror
0: yes Uh, and if you are a horror fan which you probably are because you're listening to this podcast or you're a kung fu fan learning about horror you will love xena subscribe (laughs) to xena now elijah where can the people find you uh if they want to if they want to engage in your specific house of traps that you've (laughs) set up at home
2: i mean honestly the the way my house of traps operates like it it'll find you you know Mm -hmm. like if you're meant Mm -hmm. for the house of traps it's gonna find you uh, but otherwise, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Elijah underscore pizza.
0: Ooh. And you can find me... I know. Oh, God, the pizza thing again. I'm hungry. Pizza. You can find me on at Ness Gritton on all forms of social media. Um, I was about to plug the podcast on here because I've been testing <laughs> other things and plugging this podcast. But you're already listening, so you're like halfway there. Uh, and you can uh go to the podcast socials on kick Screen pod on twitter and instagram you'll get to interact interact with our incredible producer sam we love uh, you sam we love sam. sam uh she's amazing and she runs our socials and she's very very funny um and she also makes us sound like professionals uh so if you go on there please interact with sam she's hilarious um and and us we love reading your comments on air we love reading your reviews on air we love Love hearing what movies you would have suggested. uh, If it's something new that you enjoyed. And as always, our usual call to action at the end. Make sure to support your local movie theaters in any way that you can. Buy gift cards. Buy merch. A lot of them are doing online live streams. So you can link up with them and see how you can best support them. Whether it be, uh, you know, some of them are even doing like DVD sales that you can watch at home. Figure out how you can support your local theaters in this time. Because we love them and we want them to exist after All of this happens. So again, support your local theaters, and we love you. Bye! Bye!